Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, December 7th, a date which will live in infamy. It is seven minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you tired this morning? Just stay up late watching the entire fourth primary debate between those Republican presidential hopefuls. They traded a lot of jabs, didn't they? Sometimes it got a little unruly. How'd they do? Who won? Who lost? Who was the big winner? Who was the big loser? Chris Christie is Danny DeVito as the penguin in the second Batman. Is he, <laughs> Look at that dude, and I challenge you to tell me he is not, like, both in stature mm-hmm. and in substance, he is Oswald Cobblepot. You think so? In the second, in the second Batman with Michael Keaton. Did anybody change your opinion of them last night? You know, here, here's what's interesting, and I heard, to, you know how I am, I'm loathe to acknowledge that I agree with Tony Katz on anything, mm-hmm. but I was listening to Tony driving in, and he had the exact same, and I clearly had not talked to Tony about this, the exact same take I did, which is DeSantis on substance was the winner. Sure. However, Chris Christie, if his whole campaign, now these are these are my words, the result is the same in terms of, of, of Tony, but if Chris Christie's whole campaign were not, I hate Donald Trump, he was really good at getting body blows on Donald Trump last night. Like he made a lot of really good points mm-hmm. where you would say, if your entire life was not about barking about how much Donald Trump sucks. I think people would have heard some of his points last night and said, oh, that, you know, that's really fair. That's a really good thing to point out. The problem is it just gets lost in the, in the, in the weeds because in this case, the weeds are like some giant Everglade because it's just all he ever does is how much Trump sucks and Trump's bad and, and whatever. But uh, so to answer your question, I thought DeSantis on substance, it seemed from the talking heads that I heard afterwards that people agreed with that. However, Chris Christie's really good, and he should be. He was a former federal prosecutor. Chris Christie is really good at making a, a case against somebody and is really good once he gets into something and doesn't want to get off it. Okay, so I thought on style points, Chris Christie was very much like Mike Pence where he thinks everybody's going to hang onto his every word, and he was trying to demand respect. Did you notice the energy level was very high, and then as soon as Chris Christie started talking, he wanted everyone to stop and pay attention to everything he was saying. Well, that's but that's because he's a former federal prosecutor. That's the way you would do it in a, in a, a court of law, and he's always kind of been that way. Chris Christie actually is a very seasoned and skilled debater. It's part of why it's so disappointing that his whole campaign and everything is about Trump, because on issues, too. Now, again, he's a blowhard and he's a bloviator and he's just generally disgusting as a human. But in terms of his actual knowledge, if you were to say, okay, IQ test time Mm -hmm. on that stage, Chris Christie, I think, probably wins it because he clearly is a very, very intelligent person. He's a great orator, and that's why he was a very successful prosecutor, which led him to eventually become the governor of New Jersey. He's great at making making a case. It's just 
you can't get into any substance with the guy because everything circles back to how bad Donald Trump Donald is. Donald Trump is. Well, it's interesting, though, that he's running a campaign on retribution, calling out Trump for running a campaign on retribution. What? How hypocritical what? of him. But I, I believe that Ron DeSantis was the clear winner, definitely on substance. Uh, Vivek brought up a lot of good, interesting points. But again, he... He seemed like he was just trying to get everybody's attention constantly. And there's a part of him, I really like what he says, but there's also, there's a rub there that feels very disingenuous with Vivek. Like he also looks like he's trying to say what he believes people want to hear. There, there is, um, it's interesting. So I was watching before the debate, I was watching the uh, the Andy Kaufman movie where Jim Carrey plays Andy Kaufman called Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a line in the movie which really was what Andy Kaufman experienced, where he he did so much outlandish stuff that it became impossible to top the most recent outlandish thing. And at one point he goes, what am I supposed to make myself do? Disappear? I mean, that's you reach a point where if you keep, if your whole shtick, if your whole thing is shock and awe of the audience, mm-hmm. or in this case, Vivek Ramaswamy is, hey, I'm one-liner guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a tack guy. Hey, I'm wild and wacky young uh, business guy, and you're going to want to tune in because I'm going to I'm gonna throw some grenades on that stage. You just reach a point where you, you kind of like hit a wall, right? Like there's no other grenade left to throw. And if your whole shtick is I throw grenades without substance behind the grenade, well, then people just kind of start tuning you out because it's cool the first time. It's kind of okay the second time. And then you're just like, that's all you got. He doesn't have a lot of substance. He doesn't have a lot of intricate detail. He doesn't have a lot of firm policy proposals. He's good at roasting other people, mm-hmm. but that's about it. And that's not presidential either. No, you're I right. don't think that's what right. you want. Um, I thought Nikki Haley performed very poorly. Yes, I agree. And Vivek did a very good job of making her not seem as intelligent as maybe originally thought. You know, it, it, what is fascinating about this is because Trump is involved in so far ahead you can't look at it through the lens of how you would normally look at kind of politics or presidential campaigns. But Nikki Haley is going through, and DeSantis kind of did this earlier, what normal presidential primaries go through, where there is like, if you just, just, let's act like Trump didn't exist. Somebody becomes the cause du jour of the moment, and then everybody teams up on that person. And generally, when everybody teams up on that person, the person wilts because there's some gimmick or whatever that has put them at the top. There's not really a lot of, they're not really a great candidate. It's just, it was their turn to be the person at the top and then they fold. And DeSantis went through that where everybody teamed up on him Mm -hmm. in the beginning without Mm -hmm. Trump there. He came back. She became the bright, shiny object for a little while and a bunch of establishment people put money behind her and she has quickly come back and folded and did awful last night because there's just not a lot of substance there. Hammer had a really good point between our uh, texts that we were uh, going back and forth with and that was that Chris Christie looks like he was saving Nikki Haley. So does that mean when Chris Christie drops out if and when, I mean, I think it's going to happen. When he does, is he going to endorse Nikki Haley? I'm going to make a prediction, and we'll see if I get this right or not, okay? Are you ready, Casey? Yeah. I predict that Nikki Haley will get out of this race before Chris Christie. You think so? Now, I could be so far off on that. What makes you say that? Well, I just think she's going to do poorly in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And once you do poorly in Iowa... Game over. There's probably two... Normally they say three. I think there's two tickets out of Iowa. It's Trump and... 
whoever else, yeah. somebody else. And normally they say three. Trump's just has so much support. It's going to be two tickets out of Iowa. You're going to have Christy, who's only there for New Hampshire. I think she may get out after Iowa. I could be way off on that because obviously she was a former governor of South Carolina. With Tim Scott now being out of the race, she may think she has a path there, though I don't think she's doing all that great in South Carolina either. So we'll see. I mean, we'll be, it will, I think we'll be back. I'll, we'll all be back together by the time the votes are cast in Iowa and then New Hampshire. I think she'll get out before Chris Christie gets I out. I don't think DeSantis did anything last night to hurt himself. I don't know if he did anything to get Trump voters towards his side. But at this point, again, I'm sticking with what I've been saying all along. It's Trump and it's DeSantis. That's the choice that people have to make. Uh, before we get into break, let's just get to the one audio clip that was, um, well, it was a visual as well and it was from Vivek as he was he was almost stealing Ron DeSantis's yes. poop map idea he wasn't almost he was he was yeah by holding up that piece of paper saying that Nikki Haley is corrupt at the first debate she said that only a woman can get this job done that's what she said after the third debate when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor she said that I have a woman problem Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism. You. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Governor Hale. And then he's holding up the piece of paper that says Nikki is corrupt. I thought that was a, a heavy blow to Nikki Haley. Uh, he made a lot of good points. And then there was an, another part of the debate that it wasn't even the candidates. I thought Megyn Kelly, when she was asking Chris Christie a question, I think it's uh, clip number four, Kevin, if you want to play that, where Megyn Kelly actually hurt Chris Christie when she was, you know, asking him about polling numbers and why he's in it. He even said that you got into this race just to stop President Trump. His approval rating with Republicans is currently at 81 percent. Yours is at 25. <laughs> Your best state is New Hampshire, and even there, two-thirds of GOP voters say they would be angry and disappointed if you won. Respectfully, Governor, you have not stopped, Mr. Trump, and voters may wonder how you could possibly become the nominee of a party that does not appear to like you very much. Yeah, well, look, Megan, um, it's often very difficult to be the only person on the stage who's telling the truth and the only person who is taking on what needs to be taken on. I, I look at my watch now. We're 17 minutes into this debate, mm. and except for your little speech in the beginning, we've had these three acting as if the race is between the four of us. The fifth guy, who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here, he's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not great for him to say that. All right, he's the one who's winning. Casey, yeah. When we come back, mm-hmm. um, there's a life-altering event that's about to happen to me here oh. at WIBC. Uh, it's the end of an era. 
uh, some some something big is about to happen, and I have a personal conundrum um, of what I should do on something else. So I might it, can I just have the next segment because yeah. there's some really important things going on. I did not know. Right. I'm excited. I del- I've deliberately kept you in the dark. On All this. right, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 924 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Um... It's the end of an era, Casey. What's going on really with a you? Sad, it's really sad, sad moment in time. As you know, Monday will be my last day till the uh, end of the year. Yes. And um, they have ordered me because apparently, uh, look, I don't know what it was like when the first person cried, the British are coming, the British are coming, mm-hmm. and saw that invasion of America's shores. But I, we're experiencing something similar here on on our floor as there's all sorts of new people showing up. <laughs> Apparently 7,000 other radio stations mm-hmm. are now going to be on the fourth and fifth floor here. And it's, I mean, look, we're troopers and mm-hmm. we're doing fine. Mm-hmm. It is, however, creating mass chaos and havoc. And one of the things that I was informed was the office that I've shared with Terry Stacy yeah. for the past seven years. Yeah. Um, also again, more of a closet than an actual office, but it's, um, well, that's coming to an end. I now have to move my stuff up front with you. I know. I'm so sorry about your luck. And, um, you know, I've gotten a little sentimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how in the movies where the guy will be looking at something and then in his mind you will see the flashbacks of all the things. Like like in um, Father of the Bride where he's looking at the basketball court and then it's just her, her and him playing Growing up, b- yeah. baskets together. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking of, well, all the things that have transpired happened, in happened the office. B- back in that office. I don't know if I want to ask. Some of them I'm more proud of than others. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think maybe in protest, I may just actually clean the thing out, not even yeah. move anything, mm-hmm. and just not have an office anymore. Okay, you do have a lot of stuff in your office. I'm not going to say you're a hoarder, but it looks like you might have tendencies. Most of them are gifts from... Listeners. Oh, okay. Well, can you display them nicely? You're going to have a bigger space, actually. I think the office that you're moving into is larger. Yeah, I think, but I think it's time for me to cut ties. I yeah. just want to know: Are you looking to sell anything or would you auction off any, any items? Is there anything that I have that you would like to mm-hmm. that well, you would like to purchase, Kev? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably just give it to you. You have all kinds of cool like figurines and collectibles. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You just have like, some good mugs. Yeah. yeah, you know, coffee mugs. I would take those. Oh, I have all sorts well. of cool stuff yeah. back there. Maybe, maybe Kevin and I should go through your stuff yeah, and a, decide for you. Have a little like a garage sale. You could set it all up in the studio or in yeah, the office. Yeah, I just, I got a little sentimental mm-hmm. the other day and then I started going through all the things that I had back there and mm-hmm. some of the, well, gosh darn it, just some of the memory, memories. memories they brought back. Yeah. And, um, I just, I thought maybe it's time just to pitch it all and yeah. just, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just start anew without an office. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you're still going to have an office. But maybe in protest. Yeah. I mean, you know, Johnny- Why are you protesting? What's be- the issue? Because- you're going to have a bigger space. You're going to be near me. There's going to be more people on the floor, which is exciting. More I don't want more people. interact with I, and talk do to. Do I look like a people person to you, Casey? <laughs> do I look like somebody who would- uh, I think you know what you can you can spin this positively if you choose to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna 
I'm going to just leave it with <laughs> quoting the great Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. The needle tears a hole, the old familiar sting, try to kill it all away, but I remember everything. Mm-hmm. And- I did notice that there was a huge <laughs> trash can outside the office, <laughs> like one on wheels. Like they're just leaving it there for you and, to just start. And I think our boss knew, knows how, he, I mean, look, I'm a somewhat neurotic individual no and i have some some remaining obsessive compulsive disorder tendencies Mm -hmm. and i'm very big on things not changing yes and i'm very big on the past and history Mm -hmm. and places that i have memories at i don't do well if those things get altered in any shape form or fashion and i'm not sure i'm going to be able to handle someone else being in the place where I made my memories and me no longer being allowed back there. Well, it's not that you're not going to be allowed back there. No, it's, it's somebody, just, somebody else's office. It's like yeah. when you sell a house. Yeah. Um, have you, you need the, you need a copy of the book, um, Someone Move My Cheese. Who Moved My Cheese? What? I need the book. What is <laughs> yeah. it called? It, it, it helps people transition through change. And I think you're a little adverse to change. But I don't need help. And you you can embrace it. I don't need help transitioning through change, Casey. There's just no need for there to be a change. <laughs> no. I don't need help with transitioning. Well, you change. have been told there is a need for change. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. Get I'm, used to it, buddy. I, I've got to make a decision by Monday, <laughs> and I'm leaning towards just maybe keeping one or two mm-hmm. trinkets. Mm-hmm. I think there's some photos of my wife and baby back there. That she would probably be mad if I yeah, got rid of those. Everything those. else, I think I'm going to just maybe just purge uh-huh all right the great purge coming with rob kendall i can't wait to see it notice my office is clean by the way jim Merritt is going to join us next with kendall and casey on 93 wibc WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and oh my goodness, look who it is. Good morning, Robert. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate. He was the most beloved man in the Indiana State House. Until you came along. Yes, until I came into your life. (laughs) That's what I do, Jim. I destroy everything I touch. Jim Merritt. stop both of you right now. You said good morning to him. I'm sitting right here, dude. Hi. <laughs> All right, dudette. <laughs> Good okay. morning, Casey. Carry on. Uh, Casey always likes to act like she doesn't care, and then just blind rage will pop out every so often. And welcome to welcome to my world, Jim. <laughs> blind uh, rage. <laughs> hey, so we were talking on Statehouse Happenings. You know, it's kind of this lull period in the in kind of Indiana politics and government. Obviously, the General Assembly will be back first of next year. Um, and and let's face it, people aren't really totally paying attention to primary season season yet but we kind of got into a long conversation about this this governor's race and i gotta tell you jim i got no idea where it's gonna go right now because braun appears to be doing nothing yet they claim he's way ahead and i kind of i kind of believe him what say you well it's there is a lull period but um I'm very happy that there are five, six people in the governor's race because it keeps us in business. Yeah. And it, it, it keeps the conversation going. Uh, my wife, Susan, and, and several friends of mine have asked me, who do you support in the governor race? And I said, well, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, it's just going to be fun to, to kind of watch it. I, I'd say... Uh, our friend Abdul uh, and I have both seen inter- internal polls. Have heard about him saying that Braun's in in, in charge right now at twenty five percent. That's really because he's a U.S. senator and and uh, he's got quite a network out there. And and uh, someone like Curtis Hill, who doesn't have any money but has had um, a um, 
a friendship with conservative Indiana probably is right around 15 percent. And so yeah, there is a lull, but um, uh, things like an interview with our friend Nikki Kelly at yeah. Capital, uh, Capital Chronicle, Indiana Capital Chronicle, with Brad Chambers. Uh, Does that help? Well, does, that, it, does that help him? Because let's face it, the Capital Chronicle audience is probably not a Republican primary voter audience, is it? Well, it, it does help because the chattering class, the the media, the political uh, people that really live this sort of thing have to grow in confidence with whoever, such as Brad Chambers or uh, Abdul with, with IndyPolitics.org, with his interview with Curtis Hill. I mean, it, these sorts of – you're trying to get the political class to support you to talk to the ground grassroots. And um, any media uh, it, with these good journalists is is positive for these candidates. All right, Casey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question here, and this could either work very well for me or could blow up in my face. It's probably we'll going to blow up in your face. Uh, but I also wanted to ask Jim, you know, the Greenfield Daily Reporter had an article about Suzanne Crouch, mm-hmm. ready and red. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Governor shares experiences, mm-hmm. which she believes make her fit to be the next governor. Same question. Does that matter? Because that's not even a political paper. No, but it's, it, it is a newspaper. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it just, <laughs> when I write op-eds, what I try to do is get it positioned with a newspaper and that that gives you kind of a and 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 in where you can take it on social media and blow it out to the masses. Yeah. So yeah, it works. It it happens and and it, radio, newspaper, television. It, you know it, um, it it if you can get the attention of the media, mm-hmm. uh, it's earned media. And yes, it is. It's a good idea because it fills out the framework and and I'm sure that she didn't talk about uh, cutting taxes in that article uh, she's kind of gotten away from that and she's working what more on the, are I, you saying she didn't really believe it to begin with Jim I don't know I, I from what I can tell from the political chatter is that um, she's moving more towards you know a, a have a confidence in lieutenant governor that can be governor uh. right away as well as uh, you, you know her stance on mental health has been very helpful to her and um, those that are suffering. You know, she I, did mention taxes, by the way, the Axe the Tax platform. Yeah, okay. but to your point, the newspaper's using her for content. She's going to turn around and blast it out on social right. media, like she did. Yeah, okay. I, I'm just not seeing the, the Axe the Tax on social media. Yeah, because it, it was every. It, that's a great point. It was everywhere. It's fading a little and bit. And then they had the little tax committee, mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. Luke Kenley was like, "Yeah, this lady's full of crap." I yeah. mean, he didn't say that, but that's what he was. They were basically saying it's not a legitimate issue. It, it really isn't. And and uh, if you want to cut ta- and this is what the this is what the testimony from the committee said if you want to cut taxes i'm not convinced your friends there at the state house do want to cut taxes other than if it helps people who give them money but if you did property tax is a way better way to go if you actually want to try to help people versus this income tax thing. absolutely if you're a senior citizen that is the issue that it, it's going on and there there won't be taxes cut for some time uh now. jim Merritt is our guest okay casey question yeah, what's gonna uh, be, blow up before you just just very rudely deflected from I'm where sorry. i was trying to go with that no it's fine it's half your show um <laughs> would you rather have a man who is just yes a <laughs> That was easy. <laughs> that is, in terms of looks, is a perfect 10, uh-huh. 
Or would you rather have? Well, a thank ma- you very much, Robert. <laughs> you, are, I mean, we always used to call you Jim the Tannis Man in the Indiana State House. That's what we used to describe you as, um, and we said that with just all the love in the world. Okay, so we, right we, now my options are a good-looking man, like a, a guy who looks as a perfect ten, but as poor as dirt. Uh huh. Or would you rather have a man whose looks are about a six, but is super rich? Oh, who God. would you rather have? If you had to choose right now, which one would you choose? I would choose the one that treats me the nicest. That is no. not an answer to the question, Casey. <laughs> Way to deflect. I asked this question because that's kind of what is going on in the governor's race. Curtis Hill, if you're a conservative activist, especially on the social stuff, is a rock solid 10, but he can't raise no money and he comes in with all this this baggage. He's the perfect 10 guy, but is dirt poor. Whereas Braun, okay, he's a six. He's kind of okay on some stuff, but he's got infinite money and you're just going to see him. His ad says absolutely nothing. His ad is, I still think he's running for Senate in or these. president. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like a there's nothing about Indiana in these ads or, or directly related to Indiana. It's like, what office are you running for? And you got Brad Chambers who is growing his campaign quietly he's not a politician he says and and people tell me he doesn't like diving into crowds and and shaking hands and so uh you've got quite a it it is just a a a buffet of candidates all different and um and you're right, Curtis Hill doesn't have money, and we know money is the mother's milk of yeah. politics. And he may not even get those signatures. No, he might. And, and as we know, you go out and pay people to get you signatures, which is completely contrary to the to you know what you think of the law is that this 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 uh, this. This candidate has the support in the grassroots, and I want to I want to sign this document to support him. But then you know you you think of volunteers, legions of volunteers saying saying to somebody, "Will you sign this for Curtis Hill because I support him, and and, and you should support him." Right now, they're paying me to get you to sign this piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I've been that person. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of people very employed because of politics, Jim. Where's the guy that has the looks and the money? Uh, that, well, that, that, that's uh, the one I'm really interested in. <laughs> yeah, well, he's in California. <laughs> hey, real quick before I let you go, uh, uh, the uh, city county council has yes. uh, raised taxes mm-hmm. on property owners here in uh, uh, downtown Indianapolis. These people in downtown, despite being looted, rioted, businesses destroyed, things burned to the ground, stuff stolen from them, they keep wanting to give these idiots more of their money. What What is going on with these well, people? When you talk about a lull period, they don't know what's going to hit them yeah and uh, and they just heard for six eight six or eight months from let's just say april all the way to november that indianapolis is a shang- shangri-la and that all is well in indianapolis and uh and now um what what has been depicted is kind of a cesspool because they need this tax increase to clean up Indianapolis and our friends at downtown India will be will do a good job of this but you're raising taxes it wasn't on the ballot it wasn't even mentioned um, obviously uh, the the legislature passed uh, allowed this to happen last year so they could have done it this last summer but didn't and obviously this is why people don't like politics and politicians it'll yeah. be a surprise it, yeah so it's uh it's a it, what, the, it's on downtown and the the mile square it's mm-hmm. 250 dollars residential property owners will pay 250 dollars a year uh commercial and apartment buildings are going to be charged at a at a rate and i don't understand given the just horrific track record of joe Oggs and the city county council 
why these people, but a bunch of these business owners and stuff were super supportive of this. Why would you want to give those people more of your money? Well, well first of all, the, uh, corporate Indianapolis is is kind of democratic now. Kind of. Uh, yeah. And so th- there's that. But also uh, the idea of a senior citizen, um, a couple that lives in downtown Indianapolis uh, that has a $250 bill and it just doesn't seem fair and and uh it's just it's kind of you're getting hoodwinked and 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 do i believe that downtown indianapolis will uh, downtown indy will do a good job of it they will do a good job i think they should have gone with a three-year um three-year kind of trial on this and have to go back to the legislature and say this is what we did we deserve to do this again sunset the law and make them repass an ordinance uh, what's what are you doing now? Tell us. Tell uh, us about you. JWM Consulting is my company. Uh, Merit in the Morning is something that Brad Kaufenstein, Kaufenstein, and we're having Nick Roberts on, oh. the youngest city councilor oh. in the world. And in the uh, world, yeah, and and it's a National Grief Awareness Week, and my. Hoosier Grief for Good is highlighting uh, those that have used their grief for good to uh, help others. You're just the nicest guy in the world. I have no idea why you're friends with me. None whatsoever. <laughs> you're just the best. Thank you for your help with Lael Hill, Hendricks County Mental Health Association. That's right. Mm-hmm. You're just everywhere. Well, it's I, amazing. I'm nowhere, and you're everywhere. And all this, all the stuff I do is for me, and all the stuff you do is for you. For everyone else. He is like bizarro world. Rob. Rob. <laughs> it's like if you were to say. Rob, that's why we're a great pair. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, we're literally like the movie Twins. Jim underscore Merritt. That's right. He's still going. <laughs> Casey, go to break. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thank You're you. listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is 10 minutes away from 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yesterday, Senate Republicans blocked a bill to provide aid to Ukraine and Israel. This was over the uh, lack of border provisions in the measure. Uh, The senators voted 49 to 51, which fails to reach the 60-vote threshold that would would be needed. Okay, so the the question, look, anytime we're blocking, giving anything more to Ukraine, good, that's wonderful uh, success. The reason, though, is, of course, ridiculous that we're why are we linking these things together Mm -hmm. saying we've done enough for ukraine should have no bearing on saying we're not doing anything at the border and we need to do something and i will ask the same question with israel and the money going there that i have asked for a year and a almost two years now about ukraine why where's the money going how do we judge success and when are we done giving them mm-hmm. the money? Like, we just, crisis, throw money. Where'd it go? Don't know. Figure it out later. Great. That, I mean, it's just it's one thing after another. And then once we start giving the money, it's never ending. And if you say, hey, maybe we should have some accountability, well, then you're a horrible human being who loves dictators. And you watch, Casey. 
in the when it comes to the Israel stuff, mm-hmm. if you start questioning where the money went and why it went there, they'll start accusing you of being an uh, uh, Ayatollah supporter the same way they, as they accused you of being a Putin a Putin sympathizer, sympathizer sure. if you questioned Ukraine. You watch because that's the way it always happens. Okay, so uh, everybody really needs to keep their eyes on Venezuela. We've been talking a lot about Ukraine and Israel, and then Iran gets thrown in there as well. But Venezuela's president just ordered the creation of a new state, by the way. <laughs> So that's that's next level. That's where we're heading next. And uh, I think a part of this is, yeah, Putin's thinking if our eyes are everywhere else, we're not going to be able to focus on him. But at the same time, to your point, why do these bills and these why does it all have to be packaged together? Why can't we split these out? This was a one hundred and eleven billion dollar emergency emergency supplemental package that was requested by Biden. And they said no. And, th- and so this is where the the Democrat narrative just has a giant hole blown through it, which is th- that if you are so that we are told by the Democrats and the Republicans alike, and actually it's the narrative of, of both sides, but the Democrats are especially ridiculous on this. We're told by both sides, Ukraine is the most important thing in the world. Mitch McConnell said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Biden has made that very clear they, that they, our government cares far more about Ukraine than they care about you. Okay, that's, I guess, the way it's going to be. But then we're also led to believe, oh, yeah, we actually care about safety and securing the southern border, which they clearly do not. I believe them when they say Ukraine is is the most important thing. But in order to get the most important thing, all you got to do is just allocate some resources, which we know you'll screw up anyway, to the southern border. And they're so invested, the Democrats are so invested in mass illegal immigration that in order to get the most important thing, all you got to do is throw this money over here again. It probably won't make any difference anyway. And they won't do it. That's how invested the Democrats are in mass unaccountable illegal immigration is that they will not They will not fund what they claim is their biggest priority and what the Republicans have claimed is their biggest priority if it might remotely hinder mass unaccountable illegal immigration in this country. It is four minutes in front of, well, it's actually actually six minutes in front of 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday, Taylor Swift was named Times Person of the Year. Another accolade for her. And this is a big year for Taylor Swift. This is where I point out with, of course, the obvious disclaimer, I'm in no way comparing Taylor Swift to Hitler, Mm -hmm. but Hitler was also Times Person of the Year. She beat out Barbie and also King Charles III. (laughs) She beat out Barbie? She beat out Barbie. Barbie's not a real person, Casey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean she beat out Barbie? Why, why wasn't Fred Flintstone considered? <laughs> how about Mr. Jetson? Yeah, how can what does you that ha- mean she beat out Barbie? Well, they have named in the past things that aren't actual a single person. As person of the year? Mm-hmm. They named a non-person as person of the year. Times said that Swift uh, was selected because she found a way to give people around the world hope in some seriously dark times. Oh, somehow she beat out Tom and Jerry, too. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, you know, there are a few things that collectively we talk about as a culture, yes. and it's becoming fewer and fewer. If you think about that, we don't watch movies or TV shows at the same place at the same time yes. like we used to in the past. Uh, lover or hater, she's very ubiquitous, right? She's very what? 
ubiquitous. She's been everywhere this oh. year. She's had a big movie. She's been with a lot of dudes. That's She's true. She's had a big Absolutely. tour. Huge album sales. She has the perfect vax-toting boyfriend. As the Johnny Cash song says, I've mm-hmm. been everywhere, man. She's she's <laughs> She's been through some stuff. So when are the Democrats getting their claws into her and start using her as their mouthpiece? Well, they've tried that. It didn't work. Remember in Tennessee a couple years ago, was it a Senate race that she... She does not like Marsha Blackburn. That's who that's it was. Sure. And what happened with that? Marsha Blackburn won easily. Nobody cares what these celebrities say when it comes to voting. It's never... The only time it made a remote difference was Obama in and, and the first time, and that was Obama, who Obama was as a candidate. If they'd have been in the tank for Joe Lieberman, it wouldn't have made any difference. Nobody cares. It never makes any difference. And she's been a total loser the last time she flapped her gums about politics. She said it was the proudest and happiest that she's ever felt. Something to think about. Maybe should they have chosen Elon Musk? It was an option. Why didn't they choose a cartoon character, Casey? (laughs) Being a person clearly doesn't matter. Oh, maybe they did. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.